Welcome to Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan, training you to lead with courage. Good morning, everyone. We are so glad you are here, and we are so glad that you are part of our uh, podcast, Leadership, uh, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan, who today we have a very special friend to me, and very special friend I hope to you soon, uh, Jennifer Murph. Um, we uh, on our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan, we love to encourage people that at our place, wherever we are, we can be courageous leaders. And today you will hear from a very special guest and a very special courageous leader, Jennifer Murphy. Jennifer, thank you so very much for uh, coming to our podcast. So please introduce yourself. Thank you, Virginia. It's so good to be here. Uh, so my name is Jen Murph, and I'm the president and CEO of a ministry called MENA Leadership Center. Now, MENA stands for Middle East, North Africa. And our mission is to bridge the leadership gaps and expand the capacity of Christian leaders throughout the Middle East and North Africa by providing tools that are essential to the expansion, to the acceleration and impact of the gospel. And so uh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so very much. We appreciate that you have a specific area and a specific uh, purpose for uh, your leadership and your ministry. Can you tell us how um, this ministry started? Yes. So when you think about the Middle East, what do you think about Virginia? I mean, do you think about camels? Do you think about tabule and, and hummus? Um, do you think about terrorism? Do you think about Islam? Um, many people have different views of the Middle East, but what they haven't told you is that God is at work. God is doing incredible things. You know, the MENA region is the home to our Christian faith. I mean, after all, think about it, Virginia. Jesus lived in Egypt. Remember, he fled and he found refuge in Egypt. The gospel writer Mark was from Libya. The apostles ministered in Lebanon, Syria, Turkey, and the Bible as we know it today was approved in Tunisia, which is northern Africa. The whole region that we have a certain view of was the epicenter of our Christian faith in history. And so with all of that, we have misunderstood what God's doing. But I'm here to tell you, Virginia, that um, God is doing so much. And we are seeing growth in the church today, unlike any other time in history. And with that growth has come an increased demand for Christian leaders. Um, the center, the MENA Leadership Center, works with already existing leaders. Uh, ministries that are in the region that already have impact, such as the Bible societies, seminaries, uh, women's ministries, humanitarian aid organizations. We've um, we've trained almost 400 leaders in the last year and a half. When everyone was like closing down because of COVID or figuring out, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? God opened up a door for us to minister to the leaders of leaders. And so the center 
provides courses and provides um, coaching that really help bridge the gap in their areas of need so that they can have um, greater kingdom impact. And so that's a little bit about the center and how we started. Uh, we've, we've been, um, we, we actually launched our first courses in March of 2020, right in the midst of COVID. But I think God was uh, amazing to allow us to even do this during COVID because it really, people were waiting. They were like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do because of COVID. And so maybe I need training. Maybe I need to look inward. Maybe I need to uh, pivot and do new things. And so we provided a niche opportunity for leaders to kind of accelerate their impact. And so, yeah. That is so interesting because what you said about how uh, during the COVID, God guided you and, and did amazing things. Lots of people know that I am a speaker. During COVID, I have to uh, listen to what God wanted for me to do it. And I have done um, Facebook Live I uh, expanded my ministry with courageous leadership and training people and uh, training leaders here in America and preparing also Americans for the persecution because we shouldn't be afraid. Christ already told us that we, we will be persecuted for following him. So the essence is if you listen and if you let God create in you the leader that he wants you to be, you will uh, impact others and their leadership. And COVID or whatever comes our, our way is not going to stop us. Right. It's going to expand our our ministries and our businesses in a way that we never thought before. I never thought to have a podcast. <laughs> and here I am, and, you know, impacting so many people and inviting people like you to share how they started because I want women like you, mothers like you, to understand that wherever they Ah, they have a mission. And if they put that mission in God's hands and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? They will do the same thing. They are leaders at their home. They are leaders at their home. First, uh, you are a leader of, in your home of your four girls, <laughs> you know, and the, and the whole thing. And they watch you doing what you are doing. So you impact It's not only in Middle East. It's also in your own home with your neighbors, everybody who watches you, who hears about. So I hope uh, um, women, young women will be uh, encouraged by what you are doing and what God wants to do in each one of us. Do you agree? I do. And you know, while you know, I, was, I went and I did my doctorate in leadership, strategic leadership, I've studied organizational leadership in my master's program. And as much uh, education that I, as I have, to be quite honest, leadership isn't taught. Leadership is modeled. And during times, especially in COVID, when leaders like you and leaders like I, when we're able to pivot and make decisions and think about the bigger picture and not get stuck, you know, we're able to model what leadership looks like. And so, you know, as 
as I began to grow both personally and grow our organization, you know, always keep in the back of my head, you know, what type of leader do I want to model? You know, do I want to be like overwhelmed with the idea of, uh, you know, be stressed out because of a pandemic or, or what can I do to, to motivate my team, to encourage my team that God is at work, even though we can't control things because leaders, we're naturally like controlling. We want to like have things the way we want it. We want it to go our way. But I think God has really made space uh, for what he wants in our lives in this season. And he's pushing himself in. You know, I was telling um, my husband, I said, I would really like a new couch. And he says, you would? I said, yeah. And he says, uh, well, we don't have space in this room. And I said, well, then you're going to have to move things out. And I think that's what God's doing right now. He's like, I want to bring something into your organization or into your heart or into your family life, but I'm going to need you to make space for it. And I think COVID um, and others, COVID's not going to be the last thing that's going to be a disruptor. And it's what we do with uh, disrupting, you know, areas of our life that are going to help catapult uh, change. But when God is working, we have to create space for him uh, yeah. for what he wants. Uh, that is so true. And also we have to realize uh, it's true that we model uh, the, the leadership and we grow. It's so, so true what you said. And I feel so many times that as leaders, we want to control thinking that if we control, everything will be okay. But right. God is teaching us to let it go, grow the team, because in the team you can have people with skills that you do not have it. And the reason God gives us specific skills is to live in a community and complete each other and complete the puzzle So of, of what God wants to do in our lives. So nobody can take, take credit. Everybody can say, I did my part and look what a beautiful the puzzle is. And I also want to encourage young people and people of all ages, because um, I have one of my, um, my guests was uh, a lady who I met at Tyndale. We worked together on my book and now she's retired and she's reaching out to older people, 60, 70. And she, she's saying, it's not time for retirement. We still can do, we still can do things. So in another words, young people, middle age, older people, each one of us are important in in the economy of God. And we have specific skills and we are leaders where God created us. And if you might, you might say, oh, I'm not a leader, but the secret is that God already created. You have to let God flourish that in, in your life and you will discover and depend on, on him. And I hope many, many young people, I, I had just three kids and I still have, they are adults <laughs> now, but I had two girls, uh, you know, uh, one and a half uh, years difference. And my son is 10 years apart from girls. Uh, so, but you have four girls, one after another. And I admired you for doing so much doing so much and they will do 
what you are doing, not what you are saying. That's the way it works. Our kids, our people around us will watch what we are doing and will be inspired. And I hope they, they will be inspired. What would you say to someone who will say, oh, I don't have uh, the education like you have or Virginia, or I don't have the influence like you have? What would you say to them? Well, leadership, again, is modeled through great character. It's it's modeled through great follow-through. Leadership uh, is not a position. Um, it is not your education. Leadership is the way you interact with your daily life and lead the people who are following you. Um, and so I... I don't think we'll ever crack the nut. Do are we born leaders, or do you know, or do we become leaders? You know, we won't crack that nut because I think there are different personalities and we lead in different arenas. Um, I would encourage women um, to to step into what God has for them if they're a woman leader. Um, that especially if they have a family, you know, I personally believe that uh, balance is a dirty word. It's a dirty word, Virginia. I think that we prioritize as women um, that, you know, something there are moments that I'm going to have to shut my computer and prioritize my my family to make them know that right now you are important. This is about modeling, modeling to the next generation that culture is going to throw things at you. Life is going to throw you're going to put you're going to be under pressure um, and moms model what that looks like. Um, and so I would encourage women to not let culture or let people around them put pressure on them that prioritizing what's most important is going to be very valuable as they step into what God has for them as leaders. You are so right about this. I will add to this is to take the role model, the uh, model uh, Jesus Christ, because he he was God in himself, but he was not looking for favor or uh, titles from people. He was looking to help the ones uh, they were not able to help. He was always uh, ready to reach out to, to people. And if you follow that, to uh, reach out to others, to um, enable them, to raise them up. Uh, and what I call many times is help people to live a life of success and significance. Why I'm saying this is because a lot of time people look for success in life. If your life has only success and you go to the top, you look there, you get tired of looking and you realize, is this all? And you go down on, on, on the valley. But if you have success and significance because you touch and change with your love and your truth and, and God's power, uh, lives of others, you will have a fulfilled life, what God wants uh, us to live. And especially mothers. And sometimes they think that staying home, they waste their education or they're wasting their lives. They might not say it in words, but they might think from time to time. Personally, I have to say, I thought a time that I will change diapers for the rest of my life. That's what I thought, you know. Me too. <laughs> but 
when you think that you as a mother stay in a home, you mold lives and you mold the generation of a country, then you will feel a leader and a courageous leader, especially right now when the culture is against you and calls you names because you stay home. Would well, you agree? Well, I, I think that we have... Um we've made a mistake as a culture making our function, our identity. Like we, we, we function as a mother, we function as a, you know, a professional, we function as this, but our identity should be in Christ. And, you know, our, our identity shouldn't be just in, you know, I, we have homeschooled um, always. Um, so I have been a working stay at home, homeschool mom. I've had to prioritize many things. But my identity isn't any of those functions. And I think that's the mistake we make as young women or women who are leaders is that we find our identity in our functions, the things that we're doing. And God could take that away tomorrow. And so we need to be faithful. If it's if you're a stay-at-home mom, be faithful in what God has put you in front of. If you're a professional, be faithful. If you're doing both, be faithful. Leaders are faithful. That's courageous. Being faithful in what God has called you to is courageous. Yes. And so that it, I would encourage women to do that. And, you know, men leaders too. Men are having, you know, in the age of Corona, men are having to be home with their children as well. And so that's courageous to be able to choose your family um, and having to prioritize and balance. I hate the word balance uh, to prioritize those things because that's what, I think God has called us to in these seasons. Wow, you said it so well. We're going to end it here and we hope to invite you next time. I just want to thank you so much again, Jennifer, for coming here and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Virginia. Virginia Prodan, her coaching program, buy her book, Saving My Assassin, or invite Virginia to speak at your events, visit virginiaprodanbooks.com.